Free to Be show is sponsored by Replenish Me Membership. Show up powerfully. With monthly webinars, meetups, and coaching sessions, you can replenish online and relieve your stress and resolve your issues. Whether you are trying to recharge your entire staff or just seeking a community of support. Empower yourself today with the Replenish Me membership. And now for tonight's show. Hello and welcome to the Free to Be show. I'm so excited to introduce to you tonight another beautiful and wonderful person in my network. And, um, you know, you know me, I don't really like to read the bios. I'll mention some of the cool stuff, but mostly I just want you to know um, that my guest tonight, we met in a Zoom room having a very deep discussion about the way humans relate to each other. And um, some of the things she heard me say touched her heart. And, you know, just we've been um, complimenting each other's post, encouraging people to be free and powerful on social media. And, um, but specifically, she is an experienced international coach and consultant in the field of empowerment, impact and leadership. And she is the founder of and practitioner of Be Powerful and Free approach and the host of that platform um, and you're going to find out all the other wonderful things about her and her journey tonight. So it's my pleasure and honor to introduce you to Tanya Bogatai. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you, Cordelia, for having me. Excited. <laughs> me too. So you know the way we start this on the Free to Be show, we want to know what is it that you had to free yourself from to do what you are doing today? Well, um, hmm. I need to leave <laughs> the governmental job. <laughs> and I did a lot of coaching uh, for that. Uh, and I was super prepared, but it sounded like I was the only one, a few people around me prepared for that. <laughs> so that was one. Um, but then also to, in a way, come up more and more clear with my messages, because I was so long in the governmental environment for 18 years. And you just take it for granted that there are some limitations, it's a system, you respect it. But then uh, I was always in a way perceived that I'm very courageous, open, outspoken and direct. But then um, how free I am now <laughs> doing this service as a coach, consultant, really being responsible for myself and whatever I say, whatever I do, a service and whatever uh, in life. Uh, it's just another uh, on the, uh, liberation on another level, I would say, uh, and it just, I don't know, working with people, it just inspired me further on how much we can release, how much I can still release, talking about being powerful and free. Because um, just it's new depths, new horizons, new, <laughs> um, new ways to go about it. But yeah, that was one thing. And then also how I was perceived from the environment. And I wasn't so much aware that this is so strong, being so socially conditioned or that it's so important for people to put me in some kind of environment or box. For me, that was not important before. <laughs> I wasn't really uh, 
I don't know, uh, hiding behind uh, education or titles or anything, but then it was important. And then when I become entrepreneur and mm, building up a coaching practice at the beginning, people were confused. <laughs> so in a way mm. that brought additional questions to me and then another release, um, liberation who I am and yeah, making my voice stronger, I would say. So I'm grateful for that. But then it was, I wasn't expecting a few things that I needed to let go release or just at least transform wow that's so powerful you know i'm like hearing that you yourself hadn't compartmentalized the parts of you but you were surprised to find that people had and even once you freed yourself like physically right uh from that career and those confines you're still finding there's more layers so Tell me about the more layers. Um, I think the major shift, and it's funny because I was so long in the public policy, I'm from the envi um, environment and I was raised in this kind of environment. Uh, my parents both working in the governmental jobs. Um, so working for others, solidarity, like something bigger than you, <laughs> that was always a thing and there. So it's not enough to be successful for yourself, but also doing your service. But then it shifted when I become a coach, but then uh, building my own practice and working one-on-one -on -one with people that changed. And I was taught a lot by a coaching mentor, uh, Devon Bendison on that part, because talking a lot about uh, service and love and compassion and then in garment, we just don't speak about these yeah, things, right? At all. Uh, so I think it was just different depth of uh, human to human connection. Uh, I had it before, but I think it was more instrumental. It was more, I'm from the background, I'm a lawyer, then I've studied political sciences and management. So in a way, it's all about the system. It's all how it functions and it's for the people. But then still, it's a lot of work to be done, executed for people and not really connecting. Uh, so that's shifted a lot. And I think the depth and um, the new horizons are just there because I learn a lot about myself. I grow and in a way it's empowering and inspiring along the way. It's not hard, it's just releasing into our becoming. Uh, so it's easier than also to work with people in this regard. So uh, that's why I'm grateful for the practice, I think. Uh, without that, I don't know if I would get it in that sense. Yeah, wow. And I, I love how you're saying that you, you did, you know, of course, get a coach, wonderful person that we both know, Devin Bandison. I had him a couple of episodes back on the show as well. So shout out to you. He's who brought us together actually. Yeah, thank you. Um, <laughs> and, um, and also, you know, just looking, you know, going from looking at your world, I guess your inner world, you know, you didn't realize you were also seeing your inner world as black and white, right? Coming from the law background, political science background and, um, and starting to open up and, and welcome in that self-compassion. So is, is that like how you uh, created this be powerful and free uh, process? Mm, well, actually it was in the process when I was, uh, when I knew I'm gonna go, gonna be good, <laughs> went out of the governmental job eventually. I was, uh, I've done my first certification in coaching in 2011, but then I did the, um, leadership career in a way in the government. And then I knew I will go out, but then at one point 
I was talking all about leadership. I specialized in leadership coaching. I read all the books. I was leader. I worked with leaders and people. And then I was at one point so fed up with all uh, not so great leadership. <laughs> and there was many not great leaders around me, or at least, I mean, that was my perception. I'm not right. saying that this is how it is, but it was my perception and I was struggling with it. And everyone was leadership coach or knowing about leadership and talking about leadership. And then uh, I was uh, often confronted, what do you know about leadership being in government and not in the business? So in a way I was struggling a little bit, what's this all about? And I was decided to do that, right? That would be my new profession and purpose further on. Uh, and then I came uh, to two words behind every choice, decision, uh, action, behavior. And for me, that was power and freedom. Uh, with what we do with our energy, um, our potential, um, whatever we choose, right? And it's our power, our uh, freedom, and uh, the balance in between. And what I figured out then working with people, um, that at the beginning, it seems that we struggle most with power, but then it comes out that freedom is more challenging one. Uh, like we take what's, it for granted. So I'm, yeah, I'm just wondering, like, what's the challenge with the freedom part? Well, it's actually the responsibility that we need to take for our actions. Okay. I mean, you can get empowered, right? And then you right. can get trained how to be successful with it and in a way how to pace it, how to uh, yeah, manage it in a way. And what's your empowerment? Uh, what are your ways to do it? And you don't have to overpower, you don't have to force it. But then with freedom, it comes also some different or challenging decisions <laughs> and the responsibility for everything that we do, everything that we are. So that's why I think it's so good to and be powerful and free is actually with addition while you are making a difference. Uh, first, I was starting a blog uh, on that. So I was starting to write because I went to this personal transformation of becoming a professional coach mm -hmm. and going into the entrepreneurship. But then it grew into the platform uh, where I invited people that inspired me on my path, either professional or personal, to share their stories, power leader stories. So all the time, many people are writing it and whenever they are ready, they share it. And it's in a way how they share with me. I thought just it would be a nice thing to do, <laughs> to inspire each other, to empower each other and yeah. encourage to do as well, uh, share our voices and messages. But then uh, people share that that's also great self-coaching exercise. So I thought, okay, I'm on my way. <laughs> That's a good thing for a coach uh, because uh, they really need to choose and uh, align with themselves what's being powerful and free for them. While making a difference means that you're never done, you're never complete. It's the process. And one day you get it better than the other. So, um, but you're going further on and you're keep on learning and growing. And from that, I developed the programs um, that I then either teach uh, or um, train or workshops, but also integrate with my uh, clients uh, because they really work more or less on empowerment impact and leadership and all together makes sense then. So uh, there are some people that are just inspired by be powerful and free and it's enough. So they say it's super inspiring, I take in it. <laughs> mm -hmm. And some want to work uh, more in depth and for some it's process and they continue on. So yeah, that's in a way, um, in a natural the program, but it grew also as, I would say it's more as um, my way of oh, be, staying open and what you asked before, how, what I need to do to free myself. Right. Uh, that's why it's internal. I think I'm on that path and all the time it comes in something that I see, okay, I've made this obstacle. Um, 
I having troubles to change something. Um, so yeah. And then I, I surrender I, to that. <laughs> I love that you're saying that, like even how you're closing with like, I surrender to that, right? Because so often there are people that will stop themselves from being coaches because they're like, oh, well, I'm not perfect yet, right? I'm still evolving. I'm still on that journey. And what you just said was so powerful and so freeing, right? <laughs> because it's like, oh, you mean like I can be on that journey and actually still help people? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, that was one thing as a coach that I wasn't experienced before and it's so rewarding. I mean, when you work in the government, you're never doing enough. And I was working yeah. many hours and a lot, not just me, but many people. Uh, but it's never a really great job, <laughs> well done, it's enough, right? But working one-on-one -on -one with people or small teams, uh, it's just rewarding because people do shift. Um, they align with themselves and they then find themselves in a way or create <laughs> what they want to create. And for that, um, I don't know, for me, that's just uh, additional to uh, being powerful and free because it's just empowering. When I yeah. see people aligning with themselves and going on that path, um, empowered, or taking responsibility for themselves and taking more intense, intentional choices on it. Um, yeah, I like to see that. <laughs> I like seeing them shining. Uh, so, but for me, it's all the time learning. I mean, I think I learn now a lot. It's just the, the school of <laughs> coaching from my clients. Uh, they teach me so much. Um, which I don't know, in previous profession, I learned, of course, always open to learn, but here I really learn, I think, from human behavior and yeah, how we are as people and uh, how much we can really be and how powerful we are. I want to ask you some questions. So, you know, there's a, an application form that guests that want to be on the show fill out. And so um, one of the answers was like on your free to be story, you mentioned some things. Um, one thing was when you were in your twenties, right? You wanted to marry someone, but you couldn't. And then you wanted to get your PhD in your thirties, but you just end up getting two masters and like, kind of take me through what was it that you felt you had to conform to? Mm, I don't know. I'm. In a way, I was always raised and supported by my parents um, that I have a right to be, a right to speak up, but taking all the responsibility for it. So in a way, it worked for me. They raised me with values. So in a way, it was just uh, <laughs> where I needed to be at and develop myself and always supported, but never really, um, it's good. I mean, I needed to work for it, I think, through. Uh, so for that, I uh, developed, like, quite strong sense of who I am or what I want or how I can learn and become and what's next next. So I was choosing really um, on my own or with thinking with my own head. And then it was almost uncomprehensible really to be <laughs> confronted um, when I couldn't really stay with the man that I loved or envision the family. And it shifted me forever because for me, there was just something that I had never confronted before. It was like, how is it even possible? <laughs> So for me, it was like completely, I might cry, so <laughs> get ready. That's okay. Um, so, um, but then when I met you at the Devon's debate, <laughs> and you just said, look at me, I'm black and I'm Muslim. So 
I walk around and I'm just I challenge people. And I said, look, I smile a lot. I seem friendly, but I challenge a lot of people just opening my mouth, right? Or sharing my story. And actually the man who I couldn't be with, uh, he's a Muslim oh. and he needed to marry uh, a Muslim woman. And he oh did. My goodness. So in a way, um, that's not so um, often here in Slovenia in a way, but it is. They're from important family and it's not that I couldn't understand the family or ties, but then also I also couldn't understand where's the love in between, what, mm. where are we in between? So for me, probably that set me on the path of really standing for myself. I mean, um, searching what's right, what's not right, or where we are in between and what's the social conditioning or demands. So that was one thing. And then um, I couldn't comply to that. I mean, whatever I did and uh, it was nothing wrong with me, I couldn't be, uh, and I couldn't fulfill that criteria because I wasn't that, right? Uh, right. So that was one thing. And I think it just set me. And further on, I was just stronger in that sense. And with PhD, I remember I was always, uh, I like to study, uh, I like to work, but then I would like to apply new knowledge. So for studying, it was fun, at least I've learned something new, but then for PhD, I'm not really academic. I'm not really a researcher. So as fast as I learn, I use it, right? Mm. And then I studied for six years. I've done more or less everything, right? But then I decided not to do it because for six months I would need it to, all days I was working uh, long hours and then weekends I would need to spend to do the thesis. And I decided not to. And this was probably the first thing that I said, I'm not gonna finish. <laughs> <laughs> but then actually uh, after these six months, uh, my dad passed away uh, mm. really unexpectedly. And if I would do my thesis, um, I wouldn't spend any time probably with my family or not seeing them. But in that regard, I was often during the weekends, one day with my parents. So in a way, I thought I was guided. It's okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was always yeah. choosing this, but it was hard to explain to people. And sometimes I wasn't, I was quiet. I didn't explain. Many people didn't know um, that I'm doing second masters because at the beginning there were so many questions. If I'm crazy, what I need this? So, so let, let, so let's just stop for a second. So I there are two really important points, right? So in both of these cases, right, there was something that you weren't a, you were not willing to give up, right? So you weren't willing you know for your relationship you weren't willing to give up you know your religion or change your religion right and you know which is understandable right and then for your uh, education you weren't willing to give up your life or your time right yeah. with your family and and i love how you said you know it looks like i was divinely guided and i i dare say you were divinely guided in both cases because there's a lesson right I really want to pull out the lesson regarding your relationship because so often women are just like, well, I want to get married, right? Whatever I have to do to, to be a wife, right? And we bend and that's where our miserable choices begin. And we begin that snowball effect of never getting what we want and always being resentful and frustrated. And you were always mindful of not giving up what was really important to you. So I really wanted to bring that out because you know this is the thing that is both freeing and powerful and a really 
huge sign of self-discipline, which is what gives you the freedom, like you were saying earlier, right? It's the responsibility that comes with that freedom. So you knew that, you know, you didn't know that you would not get married, <laughs> you know, like in your 30s or 40s, but you knew that, you know, that wasn't, you know, mm. something you were going to bend on. And mm. you didn't know that your dad was going to die, but you knew that it was more important for you to spend one, one day during the weekend with your family. So I'm going to stop this segment here and we'll come back and we'll dive deeper into how all of these experiences have um, helped you to help other people. We'll be right back. Thank you. Replenish me. When I say that, what comes up for you? And when's the last time that you've done that? And where do you feel that in your body? Well, this is my invitation to you to explore the four steps of my Replenish Me program where women learn how to release, restructure, refresh, and rebirth. Showing up in the world being true to yourself. Only choosing words that honor your values and only allowing behaviors and people in your life who do the same. Connect with me by reaching out at bit.ly forward slash replenish with love and explore replenish me. And now for tonight's show. And we're back. So you know what? I'm part of your Facebook group, um, Achieve Beyond. And I know it doesn't appear that I'm all that active, but you have these really like, what is it we're doing right now? We're, you posted today about, do you have fire? Maybe it was yesterday about, do you have fire in your belly? And I don't know if it was by accident or if that's part of your be powerful and free, but that is the sacral chakra color. So do you, is that part of your methodology and what are you trying to pull out of us? <laughs> I want to just that you touch with your fire and shine bright <laughs> and warm up yourself and the others. So if I've done that, that's awesome. <laughs> um, well, it is everything actually that I do. It's part of me and I connect everything. And also with people that I connect, I find a way also to bring be powerful and free or who I am. Otherwise, it's just not working, right? Yeah. Um, and here I chose the element of fire. So it's five business owners, it's five women for different countries, three continents in a way that we came together this year during the COVID. But then we are talking about that we all use also spirituality in our uh, life, right? Or we yeah. live it. But then in business, we don't really talk about it. I mean, if I would start to talk about spirituality in government or also now, um, it might um, create different results, but just different interpretation. But then it came so naturally, what we develop as a two beyond, because it's just five ways that we all use individually and it came together and we find each other somewhere. So the practice this week, uh, I'm focusing on the fire element and it just, yeah, it's different techniques, different approaches that I've learned on myself through the years. 
um, also used before when I was in the garden, when I was leader, I was just not talking. This is now this that I'm doing. That's why I'm able to do the work. Uh, but I do a lot of meditation. I do, I know many techniques, but now when I develop my own programs and carry people that I can serve, uh, I just connect with them and then combine also these different approaches and techniques. Mm. And I try to use as simple as possible. And I like colors, I like nature. Uh, and I believe in if anything can help you <laughs> shift, use that help because I say after that, everything needs to be still done and you need to do it. So help yourself to do the first step. And usually we complicate this first step, whether yes. I'm gonna do it or not, whether I can or not. <laughs> so that's why I use either colors, music, uh, elements, uh, but fire, yeah, I'm pretty much fire, uh, also fire element. But then um, I'm also water, I'm very sensitive. So I like the balance in a way of harmony with it. But the fire, in a way it's linked to empowerment hmm. and how you need to nurture it. It's not about to just, build yourself up with it and burn out and being once and gone right but how to nurture that how to not say take care of my uh, my fire right <laughs> like we say to each other so that's why it's the nurturing being aware of it and taking care of it so it's again be powerful and free in a way it's your freedom what you do with it it's free will in a way but then also big responsibility with it Either you use it in a nice way, either you warm yourself, take care of yourself, nurture. And usually, I don't know, there's a lot of misconception that fire is something bad, that we need yeah. to be afraid of it. Well, I think you need to be afraid of yourself if you don't know what you're doing, you know. Eh? So it's the self-mastery, I think. And fire is just a great element to practice on it. And fire, water is another. It can be just too much, right? Instant. So that's why I like to learn from nature and also use it in whatever I do. But then people respond however they do. <laughs> uh, seeing me, a uh, previous lawyer that used now fire technique, I don't know. <laughs> uh, some, oh, that was chakras, right? So whatever. Uh, mm. People find to connect. Um, that's just the entrance point. And then if I address something in them uh, and they take whatever, address them, that's good service, I think. That's really nice. I love that. You're just being yourself and, you know, however people come to you and whatever they take away from what you're sharing, that's good. You know, it's just about um, helping them. I like the fire element because, you know, again, going back to the self-mastery, the self-discipline, right? You can either like just burn yourself out, be a volcano, or you can like you know, burn slowly, stay warm, stay lifted, stay in your purpose, right? Mm. And um, yeah, I like that. Yeah, we, we, I, I, I look forward to your post every day. I, I have to say, I'm a little bit sad when you don't post pictures of nature, but like sometimes, you know, you just have your logo or your, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I love those colors, but man, Slovenia is beautiful. So like whenever we can get on a plane again. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes complain. <laughs> I complain a lot. <laughs> it could be better. Yeah. But nature is awesome. So uh, oh. I mean, people are part of the nature, but sometimes we struggle to see that beauty and power. Uh -huh. uh, I think we have a lot to learn, but nature is awesome. So welcome <laughs> to yeah. come to retreat or something. Um, yeah, I like to spend a lot of time outdoors. Um, that's the beauty also, I think, of Slovenia. It's small and in 
our drive, you can be uh, not just nature, but either at the coastal area in the mountains or hills or somewhere, vineyards. So uh, this is something that people appreciate. And I think that's the healthy core of it. So I don't know, I like to share that part with the word and then learn from the word back. <laughs> I, I love that. And, and on the point of nature, there was another post that you did uh, some maybe weeks ago, and it was a picture of an eagle with a crow mm -hmm. on the back, right? So, um, and I noticed the quote that you put here is no bird soars too high if he, if she, he soars on his or her own wings. I know that's taken from William Blake, but I I just want you to share a little bit about this uh, this quote, how it's meaningful to you, and then about the image of the eagle with the crow on the neck. Oh. <laughs> well, no, pick one. Not. Which no, one? No, that's me. <laughs> okay. No, it's good. It's good. Uh, you're doing exactly what it says. Just guide me through, and I'll just dive in. So that's us. <laughs> uh, thank you. Uh, well, the quote, I think it's it really addresses me. I know it for, I don't know, really long, I would say really young. And it always spoke to me uh, whenever um, I'm quite um, outgoing, outspoken, I'm willing to do a lot of work to be successful. Uh, I was also raised that way, do your work, right? Um, and often that was also misinterpreted, right? Um, that I want something that is not mine, that I want too much. Uh, that I'm not satisfied with things. It's just, there's so much to learn, so much to experience. And that's me. I want to experience new things and develop and learn from people, new cultures. And I believe that if you really fly on both wings, so it's not just one wing and with one you hold someone else or be independent. I like to be independent, right? Yeah. I like to fly. But then you, you fly on your level. I mean, you can go higher, why you would go lower, right? Because right. I think if you find the pace on that day, in that circumstances, in that relationship, um, it's just, you need to be aligned with yourself and you know where you need to fly. And I think it's just the practice and it's again, self-mastery and it's not always really high or really low. So that's one thing that addresses me. And I often connect it with um, Gandhi's quote, in a gentle way, you can shake the world. Mm. I like it. I like the yeah. gentle part of it. Uh, also the fire that you said. I mean, you yeah. cannot just burn everything down, right? Yeah. It will be too soon to, I don't know, end of everything. <laughs> so uh, gentle way, that's us, I think. And before you touch it, you need to know what you're doing and why you're shaking it, not just for fun or because I said so. So for me, these two combination is in a way self-mastery and learning, growing and being cautious and be powerful and free speaks about my right and responsibility, how I manage my power and freedom, but also to be um, aware of the other and the community in a way, mm. in general. So for me, it's always three relationships with me, with one another, and then in some kind of unit, uh, community, world, whatever. And this is how I see the world. This is how I see myself and how I then develop my perspective of words and what I develop from it. And that what I shared, I saw it often before, but then that they just shifted in a way, also reflecting my path, uh, what, how we started from the governmental position and also what I've shared, because when I went out of it, I was state secretary for environment and uh, then public administration. So in a way that's 
quite high position in our government. But then people were confused. Why are you doing that? You're now on the top of, uh, finally, you worked so hard for it. And I said, I'm not going down. I'm just moving on. I'm continuing. I'm learning new stuff, right? Here it's all the same. Right. Um, and in a way, it's reinvention. A reinventing and you never know what's next and how much more for you to reinvent and sometimes also what you asked me before for that relationship I mean that man's still close to me so uh, we we're friends but then it was hard because it was one dream were broken it's gone right and it's goodbye and it's sometimes easier when my dad just passed away, we couldn't say, please stay, <laughs> why are you gone, right? <laughs> yeah. But then when a person is still here and we need to live next day maturely and grow through it, it's, I don't know, we fight. So I think that birds represent that to me. You sometimes don't know that you're an ego. <laughs> you don't know what's still to be gone, but then something is pulling you down. Something is taking your, I don't know, feathers or power. And sometimes you don't trust in your two wings, whatever that is. So yeah, it's a lot of symbology, I would say. Yeah. But many people responded to it. But I think this is what I live in also, uh, how I then um, serve from that. So you want to know what I took away from that? I'm not sure if I commented on that or not. But uh, last night at dinner, I was telling my teenagers, um, they were talking about something nonsensical. So I'm trying to stop them from that, right? So I said, you know what, I'm an eagle. And they were like, yeah. <laughs> all right. And I said, yeah. I said, did you know? I said, there's only one bird that ever will dare to fly on the neck of an eagle. Do you know which one that is, right? And so now they're thinking, hmm, I wonder what that is, right? And one said a hawk. And I said, mm -hmm. close. <laughs> yeah. um, and so the other one said a raven. I'm like, hmm. And so then I said, it's a crow. And I'm like, crow? Why would a crow do that? I said, I don't know. I said, but they ride and they just peck on the neck of an eagle. And how do you suppose the eagle gets the crow to come off? They're like, I don't know, they move, he moves. I'm like, no. And my son was like, I guess he keeps flying higher. And I said, that's right. I said, why would he do that? And he was, and then my daughter clicked finally. She's like, yeah. oh, because um, he can't uh, take the air that high. And I said, that's right. Mm -hmm. I said, so I'm an eagle and you're my eaglets. <laughs> and <Yeah. laughs> so just remember that when you find that people are, it feels like they're trying to weigh you down, you just soar mm -hmm. higher. And so, yeah. But often we weight ourselves down, right? And also those <laughs> crows. That's a good point. They're yeah. teaching us a lot, right? They are the major teachers, I think, uh, for the next level going higher. But then you need to be lighter when you go up. So that's why I also see it's always through myself, in a way, or uh, it starts with me. Or also that's why I look everything through leadership perspective, because mm. then leaders get it. It starts with me, it ends up with me, and then I can lead others. Um, and I think here it's a lot to be learned. It's always <laughs> something that could be related to this analogy. Mm. But it's yeah. nice that you have your own eagles that you can raise them in that <laughs> spirit. That's awesome. <laughs> it's already halfway through. Yeah, it is. And I'm sure, you know, that's the, that's the beauty, right? Because just like you found that William Blake quote when you were very young, and I'm sure like through your evolution of life, right? It's meant different things to you at different times. So I'm sure they're gonna take 
that story yeah. and it's you know they'll be you know ruminating well not ruminating but they'll be thinking about it over time and it'll mean something different yeah so yes yeah, true i like to use that with clients also what you said with the fire because um and also some associations and they i mean especially women they struggle with what's their power how powerful you are or freedom but then they use these kind of words that I'm blown away, right? <laughs> I mean, they're powerful, definitely. But then if they, it's not me, if I don't have to be cautious what I say, Astania or the woman or something, um, we're powerful. We're very much powerful and we know <laughs> what's our power. So this is something that I like to encourage. Uh, and I think youth, if it's not learned wrongly <laughs> would just say wrongly <laughs> yeah <laughs> they know it too they can develop it easier they don't keep, need to learn i don't know something that doesn't use uh, it's not useful to them but yeah then, i agree so then that's a question i have do you only work with women no not with women but there was one uh, i was so used to work with uh, women and men in my previous job so i was confused because for one period of time in coaching i had only women uh, clients um but then my coach said that's normal women are more, more uh, open to learn and uh, develop themselves uh, and okay. they're not afraid to admit <laughs> but now it's more balanced Okay. Uh, I do a lot of consultancy also because I can use a lot of knowledge from before and experiences on leadership. So here is the right balance. And also if it's in companies, uh, there's mixed groups, also workshops. So I like that. I actually really like that it's uh, the mixed gender. I think we can learn uh, new ways how to collaborate together and create. But um, often for coaching for longer periods, um, I don't know, there are many now women that hear their calling or they want to be more empowered and not to uh yeah taking responsibility for it so i think they just faster um decide to do the work um to do something even more amazing so <laughs> i like that thing to happen as well yeah yeah i find that to be true and like but i knew in the beginning that i only wanted to work with women but you know truth be known there have been the you know occasional man um, male clients, but it's really occasional. It's mostly women. And they, so, but I do find that women are way more receptive for sure. Yeah. So um, let's see. I want you to tell us like, do you have any programs or anything coming up for the new year or any retreats to Slovenia? Look, I'm just. <laughs> You're welcome. Whenever you are able to travel, we'll create something for you. <laughs> well, I, uh, I have many of my programs and I was writing them before this year, but this year I just opened up to do different kinds of things. I do a lot of one-on-ones and witch teams. So that's in a way the focus for the business part, but I'm open for collaborations. So Achieve Beyond is one of it. Um, I had another one on effective uh, communication on, um, in challenging situations. So these are all the programs then when I, we have the group, we do the program or it's more the community uh, based. Um, but it's more to add, either collaborate with different coaches, uh, different teachers. So we create new uh, knowledge, new added value for clients. So I use this period of COVID uh, to create that. Uh, I'm just working now with one uh, from India. Uh, she paints mandalas. So I'm gonna add up. So that will be announcements in uh, December. This kind of things will be more um, 
yeah more on the table <laughs> to do something nice i see people are tired of so much information and obligations so they need to relax and have something cultural so i do a lot of that and also within the network that you're also part of it female web or change i also try to collaborate on something easy uh, to connect cultural wise and learn from each other um because i think that's also part of the learning for life and then we can do a lot of good stuff in the communities so these are more um on the table for december Okay. but then january february march it will be a new world <laughs> i don't yes. know there will be additional programs but now i do more or less that but i do have uh two that are always open but currently not filled the group uh it's uh, on be powerful and free what you mentioned so that this one becomes more on life coaching so it's more but it could be on empowerment but personal empowerment and then one is more linked to leadership it's empowered to impact that's more for business owners, for leaders, and it's more intensive work. Uh, but these two are all the time present and open whenever I feel the group. Very nice. Very nice. Well, thank you so much for being here. We're going to come right back because I want you to close us out because we've talked about like a lot of different things and a lot of different <laughs> levels. So just we're going to come back and just get one more golden nugget. All right. Thank you. Learning labels. The podcast mission is not to offer solutions, but to offer a safe space to have the conversations that impact organizations and to deconstruct the issues. In this way, companies can better understand the problems, where they stand, and how we can help. Each month on the last Wednesday, we dive into defining an aspect of allyship and diversity. Tune in as a team and make it part of your monthly staff meeting. Now for the show. Tanya, you have the floor. Tell us. <laughs> well, uh, I would repeat the quote that we shared. <laughs> no bird soars too high if he or she soars on their own uh, wings, both wings. So that's one guidance that I use. And it's on self-leadership, self-empowerment, and the impact that we then create. And it's never ending. It's learning and growing. And you need to be open for that because you never know what's the learning and growing part in it. Uh, and the second is really from be powerful and free. And I often say that we are as powerful as we allow ourselves to be free to be. Uh, and then continuation while you're making a difference. So whatever you do in life, in all the roles that you have, you can be powerful and free uh, and making a difference and go step by step <laughs> practicing better ways um, to achieve what you want to achieve. So that would be my uh, way. Uh, of sharing and thank you very much i enjoyed a lot and hopefully it will inspire someone to go on that be powerful and free journey thank you for sharing tanya yeah absolutely and for those of you who resonated uh, with tanya check her out she's everywhere on social media be powerful and free um, she has a website uh, tanya bogatai that ends in a j sounds like an i dot uh, com <laughs> and um I will post all her links so you can connect with her. She's uh, an ambassador for Sylvania in the female wave of change. So they also have a Facebook group. And, um, and then of course, Achieve Beyond, which we discussed um, here tonight. So um, thank you so much, Tanya. Thank you viewers and listeners. And for those of you who benefited tonight, 
sharing is loving. So share this with another heart, share this with another soul. And remember to stay free to be. Good night. Thank you. Bye-bye. All the best.